This is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. This is a serial podcast about a recovering hoarder named Mary, who lets me ask her anything I want about her struggle. She is honest and brave every single conversation. Mary is sharing her story in the hope that it will help others, so please help us get the word out. As we all know, nothing beats a personal recommendation. You can also support our efforts by becoming a patron of the show on a website called patreon.com. Once there, search for Clutter Chronicles, and you can see the levels of support you can choose from. Here's a huge thank you to all of our patrons. Last time we talked, Mary was moving forward from the arena of hoarding to one of hope and the positive impact that was making. In today's conversation, we check in on how her Wet It Go Wednesday plan has been working out. Mary! Hello! Hey! We're going to keep talking. Um, great conversation that we just had, and, and we have more to say, so we're going to we're gonna make another episode out of this so we don't have a two-hour two hour one. <laughs> yes. Um, so lots of progress that you mentioned. I wanted to follow up on a couple things from our last conversation. They're they're probably related. I just wanted to ask for sure about um, a couple things. So one was you were going to start getting rid of some of the tchotchkes mm-hmm. that I call tchotchkes, um, <laughs> figurines and glassware and heirloomy kinds of things from your basement family room. You're going to try a new thing. You're going to have wet it go Wednesdays. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I want to know how Wet It Go Wednesday has been working, if it's been working. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Um, that's so funny. I'm glad you brought that up because I should put that on my forehead. Um, I actually tried a Wet It Go Wednesday on this past Wednesday. You did? Yes. Was that your first one? Um, the the Wednesday I would have done prior, and I, I link it to when I go to my therapist because she's so far away, and then it would be on my way home. Yeah. She had to cancel for a funeral, and I had just gone to my fourth funeral in 10 days. Oh, my gosh. So I was like, yeah, I need a break. Oh. Um, but um, I I had this this um, idea of, okay, so I couldn't put in the car the stuff that I was going to sell until I got rid of the stuff I was giving away. And so I was able to get rid of that like two days before. And then anything that was in the car, anything that could remotely sell, I threw in the car and ran to my appointment with her. Mm -hmm. And then I went to this place, which I've been trying, I've known of these guys since 2014, but in general wanting to just go up and sell stuff, um, I wanted to do all this time, but never would do it because I couldn't... um, let go of my control. That's what it ultimately is. I want to make a lot of money. I want to keep the stuff at the same time. <laughs> How do you do that? And it's crap. So you're not going to make a lot of money. So let's just back up. It's control with beer goggles on. So it's just re- completely um, nonsense. I've had... So, uh, let's, let's, let's mention that I've had so many opportunities where I've I could have had people come to my house and buy it all at once and walk away with it. 
And now I would give anything for that. Mm. But at the time, I couldn't. I couldn't do that because then I wouldn't. Have, I wanted to know what in each individual item was selling for. Mm-hmm. That's control. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm like, I don't give a crap. You want it? I'll give it to you. So the the main um, instigator here now is I really do want to get it to the right places, and I'm still stuck with that. So I go to this consignment shop that has an appraiser. Appraisers scare me because if you think about it, they know what things are worth, and they could tell you a, a low number and then you know, be self, um, have their own agenda, I should say. It's always held me back. But what's interesting in this store is that they would consign it for you. So then it's for both people's interests. Right. So I brought a handful of weird stuff just to get an idea of what they would take. And, um, as I walked in, I'm like, ooh, I, I, my stuff doesn't belong here. This is true antiques. Like the real thing, which I do have, but the stuff I brought wasn't. But I'm like, this is my step number one. Mm-hmm. And I've, this is breakthrough since 2014. I've been waiting to do this, so I'm finally doing this. So I bring it all in. They don't want any of it. And you would think it would be a dismal failure. But to be honest, it it was crossing that threshold. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet these two wonderful men. I got to meet the appraiser. They were hilarious. They gave me some suggestions of other places to take my stuff. My stuff's more kitsch. At least this grouping was. Mm-hmm. And I honestly felt like I slayed a dragon. Mm-hmm. So I come out of there. And I drive down the street to the place that they suggested. And I almost didn't go in. And I'm like, nope, we're going to, we're going to slay this dragon. Why didn't you want to go in? Um, a lot of it has to do with what ifs. And I didn't know who these people were. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it long enough. Right. You knew this other place long enough. Yes. And this one was like, whoa, just five minutes ago. And I decided to mold this over for four years. Need another four. <laughs> and um, I, I'm really into the radical arena. So radical would be to go. So I pushed myself. And there's this homing pigeon feel. I just want to go home after something like this. It's just kind of a regroup. Mm-hmm. So I drove around and uh, didn't see a parking spot right away. And then I drove around again and found one. And I'm like, I will just grab the small box and go in and see what happens. And I get there, and it's this young girl. I don't know if she's in college or, or high school. I mean, she's young, and the buyer isn't there. And um, it forced me to just look at his shop. Oh, it's the coolest shop ever. Of course, I can't think of the name. And he's got things like um, industrial, like an old chair from a... Um, uh, dentist, old mm. dentist chair and, you know, things I love. And I'm like, ooh, I have stuff he might like. Mm. And it kind of got my ideas flowing. Mm-hmm. And so not only did I not sell something there, but I bought something. <laughs> <laughs> You're 
you're allowed to buy some things, Mary. Well, and it was really cute. What'd but you buy? I just bought this. In light of the fact I've been going to funerals, I bought this black little sweater that I could put on anything and look like I belong at a funeral. Mm. It's really odd, but I'm entering this age where I'm going to start going to funerals, I'm realizing. Mm. So, <clears throat> it's cute. And um, they have some new and used and whatever, but it's eclectic enough where it might just be where he might want it all. And he might even just come over to my house. So, my plan is to bring 25 items Give them an idea and say, I got more at my house. Mm-hmm. And just make, you know, I've never had that. I've never been this bold where I want them to come and take mm-hmm. the stuff away. Mm-hmm. So, because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of teetering between afraid to do it and is this really worth my time? Like, should I just jump, chuck it all? So I'm really entering a new world. But I leave there and when I was there, you, you you just had this aroma of this wonderful coffee, which is in a coffee shop that's connected internally in another building, but you come in from a different door. And I'm like, I really wanted to just go home. I just this, It's just this knee-jerk reaction, which is something I should actually talk to my therapist about. This is another thing I could conquer. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's kind of like when I haven't made what, when I feel foolish, makes me want to go home. And I kind of feel foolish that I brought this stuff into that shop. At the same time, they're very generous to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? You should have had a Tiffany lamp in your uh, arm yeah, or something. Right, right okay. something worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Because they just look at me as just, you silly. I did say to the appraiser, I go, you know what's really cool? Is now I know my stuff's crap, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> this has been helpful. It, it gives me... <laughs> Guess me hope. I had I have these slippers from the Philippines from World War Two. I don't want to duel them. Yeah, I, I had these little figurines. I have some Smurf glasses. I mean, it was really kitschy stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. Um, it's just very. It, this is an uptown, so it's very. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Um, community feel mm. and I am like go to the coffee shop and get something Mary so I walk in there you would have thought everybody died I mean they were so crabby and I walk in and I'm like ooh I'll get a brownie and I'll, what's that oh that's a that's a doggy tail it's some kind of cinnamon um, I'll get that you can tell I'm not on my diet anymore Oh, and that chocolate chip cookie. And what's that? And it's this beautiful, colorful, any kind of veggie you can think of piece of pizza. And I'm like, holy cow, give me one of those. And I was like beaming. I was so excited Mm. that I found this stuff. And they were crabby as hell. And I didn't care. And they just looked at me like I was in, like I just come out of Mars. And it cost me like $11. I'm like, what? Who are you guys? And I'm telling you, everything was excellent. And I, I, I couldn't eat the whole pizza because I couldn't. I felt guilty not sharing it with my hubby, so I gave him half. But I can't wait to go back. Mm. Like it's going to be what entices me to go back. Mm. And I, I get Glad in the you car. Followed that little lead. I know. I get in the car and I'm driving and I'm happy as can be. And I'm like, you were a dismal failure and you had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it wasn't a failure. I don't see it that way. I suppose. I can see why you did. Yeah. But... You you went into this place you've been waiting four years yes. to go. They direct you to another place right. that's perfect for your stuff. Right. On the day they give that to you, what right. progress is that? Yeah. That to me is major yeah. victory. Yeah. yeah. I suppose. Yes. <laughs> so you didn't get rid of anything, but no. if you're actually contemplating someone coming mm-hmm. to your home and mm-hmm. buying stuff, that, that, yeah. oh yeah, it's victory. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. This this is kind of like like trust me here. This is gonna you know, the voice is just saying, mm-hmm. just trust me, we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's the showing you the you you can be without it being crazy radical. Right, right, right. So, a good brownie. <laughs> mm, you got my mouth watering. <laughs> well, and I, 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 as I was leaving, I was like, what was wrong with them? And you know what it would have been the other way? What's wrong with me? Mm. That's the most progress of all, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's it wasn't just because I was in a good mood. It's. I mean, I'll have days where I'm like that, but no, this is like a shift. This is an arena shift. So. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yay. So why aren't you on your diet? Or is that okay? Or It's, it's, uh, it's interesting because what happened is um, she put me on this stuff... Because um, we also discovered I have a parasite. <laughs> we can only laugh, huh? Yeah. Well, it's just so funny because, of course, I do. I'm a hoarder. I got stuff on me all the time. <laughs> There's enough food for them to yeah, eat. Yeah, huh? exactly. And so um, I'm taking this stuff. I was taking this stuff, and you take it for 10 days, and then you're off for 10 days, and. And it's so complicated mm. that then I I got off my everything else. I've just chucked. It's kind of like too much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. <laughs> and the brownie was right. just in order. Oh, absolutely. Prescription. Yeah, and the hubby mm-hmm. was like, that is an awesome brownie. If I think about it, I'll bring you one. <laughs> mm, I love a good brownie. It's, it's kind of anywhere between a fudge and cake. Yep. And I don't know what it is. It's mm. just pretty extraordinary and I'm like mm. all this for eleven dollars don't tell anybody <laughs> pizza a brownie and a other thing pizza brownie um cookie and uh some kind of dog tail it was like a little uh cinnamon bread thing huh all freshly baked right there the bakers are right there grumpy mm. as hell but hey they know what they're doing hmm I just wanted to go, everybody, look at this beautiful day, wake up. But it's so funny because in my old arena, and it's interesting because I've talked about my old self, but now I, I have a better visual of what that was. In my old arena, it was everything was my fault. And I can't say every hoarder feels that way, but anyone who's living in shame does. Mm. Ugh. <laughs> that is dark. Yes. So, and that's where it gives me the the freedom where I can say, if someone walked into my house and go, I'm a hoarder. Ha ha. <laughs> what do you want to make it of it? He wants it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It makes yeah. me feel like on top of the world, to be honest, mm. because it's it's such a conquer before even conquering 
everything. That is the... Well, that's what helps you conquer. Yes. That's, that's it is the it. whole thing. Right. right. Right? How do you conquer something from a place of shame? Not possible. No, you can't. And it can't be you just look in the mirror and tell yourself wonderful things. I mean, there's really uh, some real true work you have to do inside your heart. But yeah. it's, 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 it's hopeful. It's a hopeful message. And, and a lot of it, you know, someone would say, well, you can do whatever you put your mind to. Well, there's, there's thought to that. Yes. But if you don't have the right tools, you're not, how are you going to put your mind to it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe putting your mind to, to it is the first step of finding the tools. But yeah, you're saying you can't, that's a little empty Mm -hmm. sounding to Mm -hmm. you. It is. And it's something that you would, you would hope would be hopeful, but to me would actually make it worse. It's kind of like, oh, really? Well, then what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with my mind? (laughs) Right. So, right. Mm -hmm. And and, um, it's it's clearing those cobwebs of shame. Mm -hmm. Yes. Think of it, of everything, because um, the arena that started me in the hoarding was trying to prove I was cool. Prove I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just—I um, hate to use this because it's such a uh, um, pun, but it just piles on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it—it's—it's it, it's kind of like a misthought thought or misplaced um, <clears throat> goal or whatever exponentially can change your life and I never got that corrected from whatever shame it was from when I was young and so it was just operating in that arena and then just piling the stuff on right so something triggers it and I gotta tell you this okay so another thing that I do and I I know we don't talk too much about religion, is I, I go to confession once a month. And so let's say I did this this thing that was terrible. Or let's just say, um, I'll, I'll try to make it something uh, that doesn't seem so outlandish, but let's say... Uh, Let's say I'm having a hard time forgiving someone. Well, if I take that to confession and talk to the priest and say, I, I, I can't forgive this person and I know that it's holding me back. If you think about it, I'm taking that off my shoulders by talking to him. So by uh, expressing that, and in, in the Catholic world, we get absolved from our sins, it's like gone, right? So when I walk out of that confessional, I'm in a new arena. And if nothing else, let's say everything I believe about the Catholic faith is garbage. It's the placebo effect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think it's garbage, but there is the placebo effect where I believe I'm forgiven. I believe that's past. And when we don't forgive someone else, 
it usually has more impact on ourselves than someone else. So it is a weight. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I would say that every time I go to the therapist or to a priest for confession or even coming to talk to you, it's it's taking these weights off and I'm crossing these thresholds that are mm-hmm. making a huge impact. And that's how the arena is changing. Mm-hmm. So when... Someone talks about their past and say, well, that's, you wouldn't believe that's what I used to do because I'm not that way anymore. When you think in terms of arenas, you've just stepped over from one threshold to another. And it makes it more um, tangible, I guess, that we can all do that. Because mm-hmm. it is a journey, but it's also, um, it's like, what are you seeing when you're in this particular arena? What are you expecting from the people that are in this arena with you? And um, it it changes um, your expectations of yourself, but also how the world affects... Um, it it kind of gives you... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play... Okay... If I was a soccer playing pl- soccer player playing soccer in the middle of a tennis game, it would look kind of odd, right? Mm-hmm. So you conform to whatever it is that's going on. Mm-hmm. And um, I really do think that what's happening is is kind of like stepping from one box to the next to the next it's like a gradual um it's it's part of the journey but it's like it's building something i don't know what that is but it's forever i'm never going to be in the right arena i'm always going to want to be in the next hopeful space so we're never stagnant but when i when I see young people who aren't affected by the things I was affected by, I'll think, where would I have been mm. by now if I wasn't held back with that? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of rambling, but I, I just, I'm just trying to get that uh, concept solidified and Maybe in about ten arenas, I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of arenas. <laughs> so going on. Renee for you. might be laughing at me if she ever heard this, because she'd be like, "This is nothing like what I mean." But you found something that's making sense for you mm-hmm. in something that's really hard to define, and mm-hmm. that's some of the feedback that I get on our conversations is that you're so able to put into words what is hard Mm -hmm. and so so what this um see look at me now i can't put something into words this concept is Mm -hmm. really making sense to you and so who cares cares well and it's 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 in its baby baby um i can't think of what is wrong with me it's in its infancy it's in its infancy so watch out when I have this all figured out mm. where I could do a TED talk on it. Mm, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't even matter 
it matters for our conversations mm-hmm. that you can try to put it into words, but it doesn't really matter no, for what it right. seems to be doing for you. Maybe right. it helps. Um, I, I'm a words person. I like mm-hmm. to try to have um, a description for something, the mm-hmm. right word for something. Mm-hmm. I want to define things. Um, and sometimes things just aren't able. They don't fit in that. Um, so I get it. I get mm-hmm. wanting to have that. But it doesn't matter how well you can describe it if it's if it fits and if it's right. effective. Well, and one of the reasons why it 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 makes me so excited is uh, similar to what I was just saying. It, like it, by me stepping into the therapist room and then stepping out, I've stepped already in a new arena because I've shed that mm-hmm. and. There's a tendency in our lives to think that things don't change. But that's what keeps us not changing. And it's this hope. I mean, a true good therapist can really help you heal. And it's it's kind of like I how many times did I battle even um not wanting to go, you know? And and there's days where it's like it's in the middle of chaos. And I'm like, oh, I don't have time to be driving down there. It's like an hour to get there, an hour to get back. That's three hours, you know, three hours out of my day. And then I'll come out of there going, holy crap, you know. And so it's kind of like um, we think we know what the day is going to be like. We think we know what's going to happen in the next five minutes. And that that tendency to try to say, meh, I can miss that. We'll miss something big. And it's it's getting in there and getting involved and, and taking those steps. But what is it that a hoarder does? They They lessen their activities. They stop interacting with people they don't have anyone over they don't entertain they shut down Mm -hmm. and what that does is perpetuate that despair and the the real antidote is to get out and how this is another thing i've been thinking a lot about is my whole life was ruled by my emotions and i remember thinking when someone would say to me you wear your heart on your sleeve, I would look at them and go, what kind of monster are you that you don't? (laughs) I would think emotions are it, you know? If I feel uh, these these feelings so strongly, they must mean something. Mm -hmm. But what was happening is those emotions were guiding me without any logic. And you have to have a certain kind of foundation of of um uh discipline and order so that when you when you have these emotions they're dealt with properly mm-hmm. and um it's it's um i guess i i i keep thinking of we all have these profound thoughts and we can lose them in a second because they're profound and then something happens and then they're gone. 
How often do you get to talk about them on a podcast? If we all we all could be doing this and learning from each other, mm. you know, because collectively we all um like anything that's helping me is helping the world kind of thing. Anything mm-hmm. that's helping you is helping me. You know what I mean? We're all connected. Mm-hmm. And I I'm just I'm when I, when these thoughts come to me, I'm like what would I have done? This all would have been lost. Hmm. I don't know. It just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And I, I think of it as these fleeting thoughts that, that I would normally have lost by now, we're grabbing onto them and we're exploring them, mm-hmm. which could have easily just disappeared. Right. And I'm not saying I'm profound. I'm just saying that these are thoughts probably people have all thought, but haven't been able to explore them as much. Right, right. Because you've said you'll express it here and be heard, which is important. Then you sometimes listen to what we've said, mm-hmm. and you think, oh, I said I was going to do that, but the next time we talked, oh, my God, okay, right. I, oh, I right. got that impending right. doom. Right. Um, yeah, there's ripple effects from Absolutely. that. Speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quite extraordinary. Hmm. Do we have any more to talk about? It would need to be probably on another conversation. Are um, we at a good stopping I, point? I, yeah, probably a good stopping point right okay. now. Okay. All right. Good talking to you, Mary. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. And that ends today's chronicle. When Mary asked, what's wrong with them? And noticed how she usually would have wondered what was wrong with her. What a victory. That is game-changing stuff. So, so cool. Thanks so much to my brother, Michael Koppelman, for sharing his gorgeous music. And thanks to you, our listeners who are cheering Mary on. We love hearing from you. You can find us on Facebook, and I promise I will not clutter up your newsfeed. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles.